You want to talk about infrastructure, though, folks? You want to talk about actually getting something done uh, when it comes to, I mean, sure, Abby and I had some small projects, but uh, Andy Bierke is with us. He is the administrator of the Rural Utility Service. Now, I want to repeat that, RUS, Rural Utility Service. Now, that's within uh, the USDA, Rural Development. How many times on this show have we had a conversation about infrastructure, about good, solid infrastructure that lets us compete at a higher level than the nations we're competing against. Uh, that infrastructure bill that went through uh, was, to me, amazing. And so I was excited when I knew we got a chance to visit with Andy about it. Andy, good to have you on News and Views. Glad to be with you. Glad to talk about infrastructure. I thought it might be 100% bison football today. <laughs> so it's so good you're making a little time for something else. Yeah, we did some of that before we were joined by our statewide audience. So, uh, But, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Uh, I'm, it looks like it's super exciting, and I'm from Chattanooga, Chattanooga University of Tennessee at Chattanooga is also in this was in the same uh, conference, same in the same uh, playoffs, but lost this weekend. There's a little bit. I watched that game too. There's a little bit of a argument going on about the final four. Uh, if you're Florida State, you're not exactly a happy team right now. No, you're not. You're not. But there has to be an. You know, again, I'm from Tennessee. There has to be an SEC team in there. Just I, has to. Well, but I agree. Well, not only that, but you know, Florida State loses its quarterback. Alabama gets better and better and better. And I. They did the right thing. Yeah. I'm just saying Florida State's got a reason to be mad, too. A hundred percent. Bound to be. Uh, no, football. I feel better already. We yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's what I'm here for <laughs> is to give you my football views. That's what you really wanted. Exactly. Now, how long have you been uh, working uh, as administrator with RUS? I've been there a little bit over a year. Okay. How are you enjoying it? It's great. Listen, um, as we, you were just saying, I think that one of the most important things that uh, we can do in our country is to build out the infrastructure that people need because it's like the foundation of a house. And then people can decide across North Dakota, across Tennessee, wherever you are, what to do with that foundation. But if you don't have the foundation, you can't build the rest of right. the house. And so to me, being at the Rural Utility Service, where what we do is water, electricity, uh, and telecom, that, that that's that's the basis of of modern living you put in roads got to add in roads in there but that's the infrastructure that people need to be successful you know there's nothing sexy about water and sewer and once they get in the ground it's done you don't think of them right i mean you you can tear up a, a block in one of the cities uh, to beat heck for a year and everybody's grumbling and you got to go through a little detour and a hump here or there and the next thing you know uh the road's just beautiful blacktop and you're like oh yeah, when, when did we do that? And you don't realize that that water sewer project played such a huge role in the neighborhoods and the business and the upgrade. I mean, these small towns that, that got water and sewer in the 70s haven't had that touched for years. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going from here to Hunter, which is a town of 330 people. Mm -hmm. And it's a great uh, the, the state stop at the cafe, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> great, great. Uh, so the state director here, Erin Oban, she uh, put together a project up there for um, some water infrastructure that helped out that, that town. And th these are the types of projects that keep America going. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm so pleased to work in, in an administration where you know, President Biden has put a lot of his legacy on infrastructure mm -hmm. and the inf between the infrastructure um, bipartisan infrastructure law and the and the Inflation Reduction Act. Th this is the largest investment that we've seen in rural 
lot of these rural communities in decades. And I'm glad you said bipartisan because he was able to bring a bipartisan group together to do that. That in today's world, I don't think people think you can get that done anymore. It's it's so rare. And so, for example, a big piece of what we do is high speed Internet. And a lot of people, um, you know, say everything is divided. Well, High-speed Internet is actually something where Democrats and Republicans agree, and it's really nice to not have to fight about, like, should we even be doing this? Instead, people are just like, how do we get this done? How do we get uh, a connection into my house so that I can, you know, either go see the doctor online or, or have my kids study online or sell whatever product I'm making online. It's nice to have that discussion and not just be arguing about things. Can you imagine where we would have been? During COVID, if we didn't have good solid broadband in some of these rural areas, oh, it's it's we'd have been toast. Yeah, yeah. Well, there and there are a lot of places that didn't have it, and they're and they're suffering for it. Yeah. And so the places, it, it's one of those things that you know, if it ha- if you have it, it doesn't mean you're going to succeed. But if you don't have it, it's really really yeah. hard to succeed. And I think there's a greater chance for rural America to thrive. Because now you, people can live anywhere. You decide you don't have to necessarily move to Minneapolis to get the job or to Chicago or wherever it might be. You, you can, more than ever, people can work from home. And so that that will allow places like Hunter, where I'm going to later, but you can keep some of the people. They don't have to move to the big city, and that's hugely important. Yeah, uh, where I travel to, you know, I go to, obviously, South Dakota, Montana, uh, Minnesota, I've broadcast from Iowa. You talk to some of those states, and I'm not trying to be competitive here, but in some of the rural areas, North Dakota's broadband takes second place to no one. I mean, it really does. And there was a recognition by people like David Crothers a long time ago, and we've lost David, but uh, and and still they're dedicated to getting broadband to everyone. And it's it's become almost unacceptable to not. Yeah, th- th- this is that's great, and that means you have good local leadership um, who was doing that. I was in Mississippi not too long ago. And, you know, you hear, you hear stories about people who don't have it, but when you see it up close, which I get, which I do all too often, you really hits you. So I was driving up to do an event at a school and there was a sign in the parking lot um, that said for best internet park here, you know? So you know that, 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 that people are just driving up to that school and they're telling them where to park so they can get internet. And, um, at least for me, when I see that, I think to myself, well, how how do people do these things that I take for granted every day? And um, the answer is they, they don't. Um, and that's why I think the president, who's his, what he says is every American will have access to affordable, reliable, high-speed Internet. That's why that, that goal, it's, it's like electrification was almost 100 years ago when the RUS essentially was started, is – we're just changing. There was a time where it was okay not to have electricity everywhere. That day passed in the 1930s. We're now getting past the point where it's okay to not have a high-speed internet at your house. Well, and and I can tell you this, that there, the generations below my generation uh, got it quicker. Uh, yeah. You know, my daughters, uh, you know, their kids, I mean, everyone, get, they're growing up with it in a way where you just assume 
where when we we saw this transition, it was like, well, do we really need it there? You know, right here is where we need it. And then we traveled hotels where it took a, you know, you had to be a locksmith to get into, you know, <laughs> right, right. the Wi-Fi right. there. I mean, so it, it's it's become a different critter. It really it is. And, and if you're in ag right now, which is, you know, we're part of the United States Department of Agriculture. Listen, you need it because it helps with your precision agriculture. It helps you. If you're selling or buying something uh, at the market, yeah. I mean, it's it just you, you, you need all those pieces. But I always remind people like, yeah, it's great because you can go to the doctor online now if you live in a in a um, smaller rural area or you can do your ag stuff. But also this is how now people get a recipe if they want to cook with their family or if you want to um, talk to your family member who lives, you know, uh, you know, in a different part of the, of the country, you're going to do it online. Right. That's, the, that's the way you're going to do these things. Uh, you're going to learn to play the guitar or something. You do lots of people do that online now. And so it, it just helps every bit of how you live. And so it's, it's for that economic development. It's, but it's also for that quality of life. Yeah. This, this world that we live in isn't always uh, bump free. I mean, every now and then there's some hiccups here and there. And uh, Abby uh, is considerably younger than I am, uh, but we couldn't get on air one day. Uh, and she's like, get your computer out, get to Google. We're going to take you into this. We're going to step there. You got to have high speed. And boom, boom, boom. Next thing you knew, we were broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, wowza. I mean, it's just a different world than when I started this job in 05. Yeah, no, it's totally different. And uh, I remember somebody telling me that, that like, and and it hit me like a ton of bricks, not like your the stairs that unfortunately you you seem to have. Uh, <laughs> that was a bad day. <laughs> that was a bad day for you, but uh, but it hit me like a ton of bricks because somebody said, "Hey, listen, in a world where we see more storms than ever, we see more bad weather, the internet is one of the best things that we can do to build resilience against that because you can do something out of your home. It that means that you may not be able to do everything that you want, but if you have a high speed internet connection at your house." You can do some of what you need to do, what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is a hugely important piece for w when when something bad happens, man, I can still get on the Internet and do what I need to do. Andy Bricker is our guest. He is the administrator of the Rural Utility Services. He's going to be speaking to the Broadband Association of uh, North Dakota's annual meeting, which is being held today. The big gun is in the house. Andy Birke is here. He's the administrator of uh, the Rural Utility Service uh, with USDA's Rural Development. We're talking about infrastructure. We're talking about what it's going to look like in rural areas uh, some years from now. Andy, you grew up in Tennessee, uh, Chattanooga. I mean, you know what it's like to be in a very rural area as well. I mean, what what do we need to get ahead of? What do you see coming? Uh, what are the people that you get a chance to work with every day see coming that we got to say, Wait a second here. Uh, we don't want to fall behind in the rural areas on this. Well, I think there's that, that's a great question, and I think the the big pieces are are really making sure that you're getting that high speed internet that can uh, can improve in the future. So I we were talking a little bit about um, how we have this bipartisan infrastructure law that's funding a lot of fiber everywhere. What what happens with fiber is because it is essentially always going to expand when you need more access. And who knows, like, who could have predicted 20 years ago or even 10 years ago that we would use the Internet like we do today? I mean, right. I certainly could have, couldn't have. And so now there's so much video on there. I, I liken it, you always need a bigger tunnel. And fiber will always carry more data. All you have to do is, is fix what is on either side of it. And so, like, 
you're starting to, you can get ahead of it by putting that fiber out, which is what the bipartisan infrastructure law does. That's what President Biden is so focused on so that you can keep this going in the future. That doesn't mean fiber will be everywhere because there are places where it's not not economical, but many, many places will, will get it. I think the second piece, and I know that, that, um, that North Dakota is, for example, at the head of carbon capture and some of the places like that, but figuring out how we make sure that we build a, a resilient energy uh, structure for the for the future, and mm-hmm. um, that can that can reduce pollution. Um, and uh, the president uh, passed the the bipartisan infrastructure law, so we administer some funds, um, and and rural co-ops are are looking at this all over the country. I spend all my time with them, and we basically said, hey, listen, as long as you're reducing pollution, we don't care if you're building more more um, renewables or if you're using carbon capture whatever that is uh, we just want pr- pr- pollution to be reduced and so you've got these you've got these kinds of things going on but then there'll be a huge piece for maintenance too like we just can't let communities fall behind because you know uh, there's still one out of five people are still on septic in the United States and and so making sure that we get to them and and do what I would call and going back to some bison talk, just blocking and tackling. Like we need to do some blocking and tackling, not just exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you brought up the bison twice. And so you got people excited already, you know, but here there's a lot of people listening to you in, in Western North Dakota in the oil patch that uh, we've got a heritage radio station that we're on 660 keys radio out there. And, and uh, th- that group, that set of area derives a lot of money out of oil. Uh, and of course, now they're going to start to do more out of wind and oil produces natural gas. And basically it's an energy center, I guess is what I'm describing. And, you know, I, I take a whooping all the time because, you know, people, because they know I'm a Democrat and, and with the Biden administration, they're trying to pretend that he's trying to end oil rather than realize how to use it in, in better ways. Well, the truth is we've never pumped as much oil as we're pumping right now. That's right. We've never produced. It's not even close how much domestic oil we may, you know, we produce right now. That's right. And and as I said, I think there's a lot of, you know, you, you can hear a lot of stories out there about what we're supposedly doing. But I can tell you this from, from being a Biden administration official is I talk to rural electric co-ops all the time. This is the largest investment uh, in, in electric co-ops since... RUS was founded as the Rural Electrification Administration 90 years ago, and we are we are agnostic about hey, do you want to do carbon capture? Do you want to build a, a electricity through um, through renewable energy? What do you want to do? But we we are serious because you get better health outcomes if you reduce pollution. You you make sure that you have better economic development when you reduce pollution. So, so all these pieces are in there, but I don't want anybody to, to come out of this thinking, hey, we, we're saying you, could, you only you have to build a solar array. We're not saying that. We're saying, hey, listen, if you can do carbon capture, which I know is huge in North Dakota, mm-hmm. that, that'll there, reduce pollution too. That, that debate's going to go on in North Dakota it, it, to a, a good avail. I mean, landowners have a lot of rights on how we're going to move carbon that we captured and those type of things. But anytime you're talking about infrastructure – you can have these debates. Yes. I mean, but anytime you're talking about doing something uh, when it comes to any of these things, it's a good day. It's a really good day. Andy, I could do this all day, man. Uh, thank you. Welcome to North Dakota. Knock them dead at broadband. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. You bet.